Hey everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. Uh, my name's Aid, and you are listening to show number 54. So we are now thoroughly into our second year of uh, world domination, uh, our second year of uh, very professional podcast production uh, and uh, our second year of talking gibberish on the internet. Um, speaking of which, how are you buddy? I'm very good, thank you, Aid. Very good. Yeah, uh, a little bit weary because I'm not used to podcasting in the morning, and I may have stayed up a little bit too late last night. Um, entirely self-inflicted wound, but yeah, it's it's exciting to be heading into year number two. Um, who knows? Where it's going to go, least of all us, but it's going to be a fun journey anyway. <laughs> it's one of those adventures where anything could happen, you know. It's like one of those books where you get to the end of the chapter and you have to choose what happens next, and then you always die. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah, I loved those when I was a kid. They, they were great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you just flick through and go, oh, no, I don't like that ending and turn back again. Yeah, they were great. Did they you ever manage great. to finish one of those? I never played one properly because you're supposed to sit down and do it with dice and stuff like that, aren't you? And I just I go, OK, I'm going to go go to page 56 and you f- keep your thumb where you were. Go to page 56. And it says, you die. I won't go back to page I was on. <laughs> <laughs> so I certainly got through to various endings by entirely cheating my way through it. Um, but, oh, well, yeah. I think you were clever than I was and I don't think I even managed that oh uh, so today we have somewhat of a catch-up show because you and I have barely spoken for about two and a half weeks or something like that because we uh, we only had a small crossover window for recording with them last week the week before that I was away on holiday and you did the show on your own admirable job um so it's a bit of a catch-up sh- catch-up <laughs> yeah, what the hell it's a bit of, it's a bit of a catch-up show this week um you bring in the sauce early in the morning yeah i've been on the sauce yeah the red sauce terrible stuff once you get the taste for it it's yeah one's too many ten's not enough <laughs> all right let's try that again uh we've got a bit of a catch-up show today uh and and uh, first up, I guess, is is me uh, with a very short news item called the New York Report. <laughs> oh, I've been looking forward to this for weeks. I'm going to settle back in my armoire um, to hear about all the wonderful film adventures you've had in the most photographed city in the world. This is going to be great. Yeah, yeah. So I took I took film. Yeah, yeah, and I brought it all back again. <laughs> Oh, what, dude? Uh, I Go know, on. I know. So, so here, here's the thing, right? I took, I don't know, three or four rolls of 120, and I took a Holger, uh, and I took a sacrificial pack of Instax actually to see how it travels. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, um, I mean, I, I, you'll you'll remember. Uh, I said before I went that I wanted to record a family video. Um, and I ended up just doing that um, and it was so busy and you know you have to keep such a watchful eye on everybody all the time you know young children in a city like New York they could get run over stolen you know sold for scrap whatever um, uh, but uh, that and the fact that I pretty much always had an enormous slice of pizza in at least one hand <laughs> <laughs> That sounds pretty good, actually. I'd be prepared to sacrifice shooting for an enormous slice of pizza. Yeah, I, 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 I hunted down and killed a lot of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> fewer photographs, more pizza, fewer photographs. Um, I've got some. I got some video, and I actually, do you know what? Um, I, I, I love shooting a video, and uh, it's some amazing family memories uh, that are going to stay with us for years. So, uh, anybody ever gets the chance to, to do a family holiday to New York, I would heartily recommend it. 
this is this is the thing that's been bubbling around my head a bit. I'm going to try and tie your utter film failure um, vaguely into something filmy, because um, you've been talking about doing a bit of video lately. Obviously, this is a new a new avenue for you to go down. Have you got any interest, or or even the inkling of any interest, in having a go at doing any film video? I I do. Um, uh, I suspect it would be better to actually have a little bit of an idea what I'm doing before I start wasting seventy five quid on three minutes of movie film. Is yeah, that, that's is that how worry. much the Super Eight runs? Once you include all the development and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it is around that. It's it is a high budget because I've been thinking because as we've talked about before, I, my boys have got this little band that I'm uh, dragging down with my incompetence, um, and I thought oh, it'd be really cool to do a video on Super Eight, and I've got a camera, I've got that already, but um, yeah, as you said, when you've only got enough time i mean if you got it all perfectly on one reel that would just about be long enough for a short song um and you're broadly incompetent um <laughs> it's quite it's quite a terrifying prospect i need what i need to do is find somebody who's just already good at video um and then say please can you do this for me um but uh yeah it, it so is if a, you were, so if, yeah okay so who do we know we know some people who are good at video don't we rob hawthorne's good at video yeah, we certainly do. That's great. Yeah. Oh, that brilliant idea. Rob, will you come up to Oxfordshire and make a music video with my voice? Because you are, you are perfectly uh, qualified to do that. That would be awesome. And now he's been guilted into on the internet as well. Perfect. <laughs> oh, well, here we are. Excellent. So, yeah, so I totally failed on a New York uh, report. So, but my little bit of scientific expertise, I took a, 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 I was trying to figure out where the Instax film would travel. Uh, uh-huh. So I took a packet of Instax uh, and uh, shoved it in my carry-on bag. Uh, so it's been through uh, two airport x-rays. And uh, so far, it looks fine. I haven't finished shooting it yet, uh, but I've shot you know, three or four of, of the frames out of the, the pack of ten, and uh, not a not not a, a smidge or a sight of any kind of X-ray artifacts at all on it. Um, well, there you go. See, you wanted to take positive to say about Instax because it's been a while when you've been moaning about the camera. So at least this is nice. It's nice to get a positive report about it. <laughs> Yes, I suppose it is. I suppose. <laughs> so, but uh, no, but genuinely, it is because I, yeah, you know, be think, you know, uh, you know, it just it, nice to to be able to do that. Um, I mean, I mean, in New York, of course, I could have bought Instax film. That wasn't the point. The point was to take the and and see for for other things like you know other other trips I might do, whether it would be uh, suitable stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, seems to work well. Seems to work well. So yeah, sadly, um, no film photography from New York. Uh, apologies, listeners. I I may well, I know it seems that I may well have lost uh, an opportunity. However, uh, I will um, I will uh, add to my apology uh, a little footnote that I do have a whole wall in my living room that's already covered with film photographs of New York from last time I visited, where I I went and shot lots and lots of thirty five mil. Um, so, uh, you know, that was, uh, I do already have quite a few film photographs of New York. Well, we'll let you off, Fade, although it does still, I mean, even just the, see, your problem is you don't have a snapshot camera. You don't have a good pocket snapshot camera. And we talked about it before you went away. And I really do think that that's something you need to sort out. Cause, um, if you've got a snapshot camera and it's just there and you can just, have it stuffed in your pocket grab it out and use it whereas with an slr it is another thing to carry um 
So yeah, you you need to, you need to fill that void in your life, that yeah. aching void, the chasm of <laughs> loss that is not having a good point and shoot. That's that's actually um, that that's actually probably the best argument I've ever heard for having a point and shoot. <laughs> because most of the time, my my response to that is, well, uh, yeah, if I kind of it, it's point and shoots are not always pocketable, and I know some are, but. Um, you know, if it's not pocketable, if it needs a little shoulder bag or something like that, then you might as well take an SLR. But actually, yeah, fair, fair enough. Maybe well, I should have like, taken my my one ten camera. Yeah, absolutely. It was like last night. I had to um, run my motorbike down to uh, a nearby mechanic to get it looked at because it's a bit broken. And um, I knew that the little tiny little industrial estate out in the middle of nowhere has got some interesting bits and pieces hanging around. It's one of those um, cool like old cars around the place up on bricks and stuff like that um kind of deals and so i just shoved in my pocket the first small camera i could get my hands on which was the little um minolta um yeah it was the minolta wasn't it is that the one thing you have hang on a second <laughs> well, well hang on because it's not the minolta is it what is it it's the minox i was there gonna go. say is it the minox yeah it's the minox yeah because of the mir um and I just shoved it in my pocket, jumped on the bike, and I got down there, and he was sorting out somebody else's bike. So it's like, oh, great. And I just wandered around for a little bit and, you know, took half a dozen pictures. And if I hadn't had the camera, couldn't have taken the pictures. And also, I would have been bored. So um, just having something real small and convenient is uh, always a good idea. So the fact that the camera that's just due to arrive is a 6 by 12 pinhole, is that fit that brief? Well, you need big pockets. You need to get some of those <laughs> funky combat trousers that you can shove a Uzi 9mm in the pockets of. Or, or, or like the Happy Mondays from the late 80s. Yeah, exactly. Good baggy. Good Ain't baggy. no skin tights in my wardrobe today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on, moving on, moving on. So uh, tell me, uh, how's Ronald? Ah, this is great because I was I've not had much chance to do anything for last two months basically it's been busy 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 and no time no time and there's been family stuff going on as well and it's just been chaos and then over the last weekend I actually just got a little bit of time and on Sunday evening um my partner was watching TV because uh, it wasn't. It was still nice and bright out. So I thought I'm, I'm going to get Ronald out. I have not done anything with Ronald at all. So, um. My first thing was, okay, I'm going to try and take some pictures of my partner. So I dragged her away from the TV briefly and tried to do a couple of portraits. And that was problematic because, (laughs) well, the problem, there's two problems. The first thing was that I was using the last of my Ilford Direct Positive paper because I can see the results instantly and I still haven't really figured out a great way of developing the film. Um, And so that paper has an ISO of about one and a half to three and the light was <laughs> fading. So, um, so I needed some really long shutter speeds and I, I was using the phone light meter cause my other light meter was at my house. So I was going, okay, I, I reckon I need about, um, half a second on this somewhere around there. And I made a couple of discoveries. The first thing I discovered is that the slow speeds on Ronald are effed absolutely no oh, really um yeah uh you you, you said something that you think, okay this is gonna be one second and it's more like five they are <laughs> way way off so it really needs a servicing so um so this combined with the fact that when you're trying to take a picture of somebody 
um, and you don't know what you're doing with a camera that's quite complicated. I was getting very flustered. Like, okay, I need to do this, I need to do this, and you're like, okay, try and stay in one position because the the depth of field is so narrow that if you move in the ten seconds before between me looking in the viewfinder and then putting the uh, um, and so long and short of it is, I ended up with two photos that were totally white essentially, and then two photos that were pretty much totally black. Um, so that was a complete fail. <laughs> so. I thought, oh, but I got the chemicals out to, to develop it, to develop the pictures. I thought, well, I don't want to take any more, try and take any more pictures of um, Sinead because, for one thing, the light was just fading, so the, the times were getting longer and longer. And also, I think I'd already annoyed her enough with dragging her out, doing that, and having nothing to show for it. So I thought, well, I'm just going to go and take some pictures of whatever I can find around the outside of the house, just to get some practice with him, and that worked a lot better um i only took i think three pictures because that was all the paper that i had left um but it was it was fun not having to worry about having a person in front of me getting frustrated meant that i could take my time i could really meet her properly do all the things um and i used the uh bulb plunger to do the tanks by that point um it was not what time would it have been about nine o'clock at night so it's reasonably light but you know getting the sun was going down um but even by that point the shutter speeds were at 15 seconds um so i was using the bulb and i've just uh i was doing some frantic uploading before so i if you go to flicker aid go to um my Flickr page um i've just took a couple of pictures i took with ronald up there they're not very exciting because um as i said it was just what's around i think one of them's of um some wheelie bins and one of them's of this crank on a boat. Um, what was really good fun, and uh, with both of those pictures, I was able to have a go at doing it and muck around with it, is the um, tilt and shift movements. Being able to take a picture where you've got something at an angle going away from you and adjust the plane of the um, focus. So, oh, it's it's really good fun. You'll, like, if you look at the two pictures, you'll see what I mean. But... Um, like the, the the wheelie bins are clearly angled away from me, but there's a number nine um, important with direct positive paper is that of course it inverts the images, so it looks like a weird number <laughs> six or something. Um, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the one for we're not going from positive to negative. Um, but yeah, so because you can adjust the the uh, the plane of focus, you know, tilt it left and right and up and down, you can get much things back to front focus that you could never do with uh, an ordinary camera so it was great fun having a muck around with that um and yeah i mean i've it's certainly made me realize that what i need to do with ronald is just go out and take pictures of things and things and more things for a quite some time until i get far more confident using him before i put a person in front of him again um but it was good fun. Just and maybe get some film for taking photos of people. Yeah, I, I've got some <laughs> film. I have got plenty of film. I mean, and that's the other thing is having a go with film and getting confident using that and getting confident developing it. I need to get a solution to develop it. Hopefully going into the summer months when things will start to quiet down a bit, that will get a bit easier. But yeah, I've now that I've used all the direct positive paper, I'm going to start loading up some of my film holders with your actual film um, and just you know, go for a wander around the village because it doesn't really matter what I'm taking pictures of at the moment, partly because um, 
it's just practice and partly also because when you're taking pictures with Ronald, it makes everything more fun to take photos of. Even wheelie bins were more fun <laughs> to take photos of with Ronald. Um, the only downside is he just weighs a metric ton. He's so heavy. Once he's on that tripod, and he oh, so walk out of the village, he's like, oh, my shoulder is already breaking under the weight of this. I can imagine, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was wrong. Um, what else to get to the last couple of So I've done a couple of other things whilst you've been away. Um, I got some film developed on Monday. Not Monday, because that was yesterday, wasn't it? That may also have been Sunday or Saturday. It doesn't matter. Um, I got a couple of rolls of... Um, my project film done which i think we've got to have a quick catch up on where we are with projects in a little bit um but i also got before i sent my ondu down to you i did shoot a roll of film through it um i went out jumped on my motorbike which was a bit more functional at the time and went down to this nearby mustard field mustard rape field i can never what the yellow stuff is anywho um and just took a couple of pictures so i got those scanned in and that was quite fun um i think we um, very recently had the conversation with um, Justin, or maybe it was just before that, actually. Anyway, taking into what um, he was saying, trying to get low with some of the pictures made a real difference. Um, but yeah, they came out quite nicely, used Ektar, and they came out really nice and bright and colourful, very punchy. So that was quite good fun. Um, but then we've seen those on the Instagram, on the Flickr feed aid. Uh, actually, I just, yeah, just looking at them now, actually, that one of the, uh, uh, is it your bike? It's a bit shiny, that, isn't it? A bit shiny it is, I, red. I cleaned yeah. it this year. <laughs> this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's like me and my cars. I hardly ever clean my car. Right, so, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, down low with uh, a little bit of greenery in the front of it, some sort of thistle or weed or something. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish that wasn't there really. But... Oh, no, no, it's all right. No, it's nice. And, and I tell you what, do you know what, compared to your usual colour photography, and this is going to draw down some haters, I'm sure, um, it, it's far more colourful um, yeah. because you've used proper Ektar, yeah, a, a proper colour film rather than a, a Poundland colour film. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I was really surprised by how punchy the colours oh, were. Oh, yeah. Ektar is just amazing stuff. you got some really, you got some really nice reds and greens and blues in that all in one shot because you, you've got some great sky and the bike being shiny bright red and then the greenery around it. I, the, yeah, it's uh, awesome stuff. Yeah, it was fun. Again, it was fun going out and actually just doing something specifically for photography when I was doing that. Um, the negs were, as is so often the case with my stuff, filthy. I don't know. I don't know what because it wasn't just dust. There was something that had left, like a almost like a watermark on it. I don't know where I went wrong with that. And when they're such big negs, um, going through and tidying them up in Photoshop is a real pain in the butt. Um, and the other thing is, and I don't know whether. This is because I'm looking at large pinholes on a large screen or whether it's because seeing the reality so subtle stuff so much looking so sharp um, and obviously smaller pictures because I'm seeing on Instagram. I The softness, like, mm, I mean, I know that that's kind of it's a weird thing to say because it's pinhole. We're not expecting super sharp images. Um yeah, I don't know. I think I think maybe it's just because I'm used to seeing the reality so subtle stuff, small, and it looks amazingly sharp. And then when I look at my stuff, huge, and of course it's not sharp. Um, 
but um but no i was quite pleased with those i mean they're nothing special but it was nice to get some it was nice to get a whole roll of film out of my pinhole camera and not have messed up the film spacing that alone was a real triumph (laughs) for me um got six whole pictures out without messing up any of them so that was good Um, small wins (laughs) exactly exactly um um, you might remember uh, a few weeks ago, um, I was talking about the fact that I'd made some solography cameras out of some cider cans, and I'd started sticking them in clients' gardens. Um, I got, got as far as one client's garden, to be honest. Um, and I put a couple in there. One of them fell off the fence and got war in it and was a bit of a disaster. Oh so that got <laughs> in. Um, and... We're coming up towards the solstice. I know that um, our awesome guest from last week was talking about the fact that he's doing a big push on Emulsive.org to get people to start off solography projects on the... Is it the 20th aid? Um, I'm uh, not sure the, the exact... Well, I mean, the, the solstice is usually the 21st, but uh, okay. I mean, last year it was the 20th because uh, it was a leap year or something like that anyway. Okay, usually well, the 21st. Yeah, check your local listings. Um, <laughs> so... I thought, well, I'm going to take down the one that was left up there, because although it's, it had only been up there for a month, for one thing, I knew its position was terrible. Um, and the other thing is, I just wanted to see if it was working at all, because, you know, it's one of those you've never done it before, and you stick a beer can with a bit of paper in and just leave it. And if it's there for six months, then they, it could be nothing by the end of it. So i took down that and um it's kind of a mixed success so again i've just shoved that picture <laughs> up on um instagram on flicker aid um so it's a success in the sense that there's absolutely a picture there um of the housing question and um and, you know and it's i mean the the quality of the picture the, the paper got wet in the can um and i don't know if it's through condensation or just water got through from the top i don't know what it was but um so trying to scan it was a yeah hot mess when i was trying to scan it but it came through okay but the bigger problem when you're trying to do solography is making sure that the sun is in the picture um now if you've got this picture in front of you what you'll see is there's a, a house um up in front and then on the upper left hand corner of that house you can see a few lines <laughs> i can yes okay that's the sun um that's <laughs> tiny amount there between the house and the trees is all of the sun that i captured so i mean it, it worked absolutely worked but the positioning was all wrong um but it's really hard because and it really gave me an appreciation for people who like like justin who do solography who get amazingly framed results with everything in and the the arcs over it because you need to find something that is going to that you can attach your camera to that is going to be there and stable and undisturbed for six months um and is facing the right direction and gets the the subject matter in as well um it's a tricky proposition so uh, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do. Um, part of me is thinking, well, maybe just get some small tree stakes and actually bang those into place in, in clients who will let me use gardens so that I can choose where to put the cameras in front as opposed to with that picture. There was a, a structure in the garden that was stable enough to attach it to. So I was like, well, that will be, have to be what's used. Um, but yeah. 
but it's fun anyway like i said it's for a month worth it, the picture came out quite well it um, did yeah uh, in its own janky solography sort of way but yeah <laughs> not really any sun trails so that was a bit of a fail um, uh, okay all right well i still think you've done really well because you've done some pinhole you've done some solography you've done some large format and i made a digital video so and I you think, made this, yeah. <laughs> so okay i think let's consider ourselves catch up let's have a quick break and come back with some more stuff I was involved uh, a few days ago in a Twitter conversation, um, which was, was quite interesting, actually. Uh, especially spoke to me because it was about portrait photography. And uh, I do, as you all know, like to take portraits. So this was by, uh, or, or it kicked off, let's say, on Twitter by John Wilkening, uh, who is an active member in the film photography uh, community and is uh, ha- seems to specialise in uh, using pinhole cameras uh, whilst moving. So has a lot of movement in his pinhole shots. Uh, this was not about that, though. This was about uh, portraiture. And he just simply tweeted, if you were to have your portrait taken by any photo- photographer, 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 one of those two, alive or dead, who would you choose? And there was a whole stream of conversations and there was some great stuff and there was some people I'd never heard of who I had to go and look up and what have you. So I guess, um, you know, uh, my question to you, Graham, is uh, if you'd like to have your portrait taken, who would you like it to be by? That's a good question. That is a really good question. Um, When I saw you put this in there, I started thinking, I'm, I'm... Well, anybody who's listened to this podcast for more than five minutes will know I'm not always the best at knowing photographers and their work. Um, <laughs> you know, the ones that come in front of me, I go, oh, I really like that. But I'm, I have not spent enough time seeking out a broad variety of work. So the one that came to my mind um, is inspired by a book that I picked up. Um, oh, it must be three or four years ago now of portraits. Uh, and it's the work of um, Yusuf Karsh, um, who, uh, when was he photographing? I mean, a large chunk of the last century from, I think, probably about the 20s through to, I don't know, 50s, maybe 60s. I'm, I'm not sure I'd have to look it up, but you know, a big chunk. And the book that I've got, which is a collection of his portraits, it's just an incredible who's who of just like the most amazing people of the century, basically. Um, you know, Winston Churchill, Albert Einstein, um, uh, authors, dancers, j- just... Uh, my my brain is blank and completely well. Do you have a hand? I just googled him actually as you yes, were talking. Thank you. Google images, right? And these are just the people that I recognise: Winston Churchill, clearly, Audrey Hepburn, uh, JFK, Salvador Dali, Muhammad Ali, Nelson Mandela, Humphrey Bogart, uh, Woody Allen, Elizabeth Taylor, the Queen. Yeah, uh, Ernest Hemingway, uh, um, Marilyn Monroe. Um, Jack Kerouac, um, just Colonel it, Sanders. It, is he the guy who makes the fried chicken? Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, amazing, uh, and and 
you look at the portraits he's made of them and you go, oh, I've seen that. And even if you haven't seen it, you feel like you have because the pictures are, there's just some, I, something iconic about them. He was shooting, I think, either entirely or certainly primarily um, using large format. And I love his portraits. I think they're, there's, there's an incredible timelessness to them. Um, I, I've never seen anybody else's work quite like his. Um, they are clearly photographs, and yet they, they have the kind of the gravity of a fine oil painting or something like that. Um, so for me, he is, you know, his, his stuff is very much of a, you know, it's, well, I suppose it's, it's formal portraits of people in an environment um, for the most part. Also, some of them are very much just headshots, but um, they are very well thought out. And he he really captures in those pictures something of the essence of the person that he's photographing. Um, I, If you've not come across his work, well, I mean, you, you have. If you're not familiar with his name, Google it, but you have absolutely come across his work. Um, and find somewhere where you can look at those pictures uh, nice and big. It's really nice having this good quality book because as when you've got prints in front of you that you can look at and just, and it's a really nicely produced book. I think it's quite an old one. So you can just see all of that large format quality and these beautifully produced prints. Uh, they're, they're stunning. And um, yeah, I mean, if, if anybody, if I get anyone to take my picture, if he could make a picture of me that looked even a tiniest, tiniest fraction of the um, awesomeness, which is a terrible word, but nothing else came up, <laughs> of the other ones he's got on there. Um, yeah, that would be something. And also having the the book that I've got of his um, for each picture, he writes about the experience of meeting that person and taking their picture. And and that was really interesting as well. And he just seems like a, a nice person. He seems like the kind of person you think, oh, I, I would like to meet this person and talk to him and, and learn something about him and the way that he interacted. There's a with his shot of Winston Churchill, which is a great sort of real bulldoggy faced shot of Winston Churchill looking not at all happy. And, um, and in the story he's saying, you know, I had uh, five minutes to take this picture and Churchill's there chewing on this cigar as he always was. And he's like, would you uh, take, and he's like, I'm not, I'm not taking my cigar out for anybody. And so he just reached over and took it out of his mouth <laughs> and then clicked the shutter. And that's the look that he got Winston Churchill looking really not happy about it. Which is just great, just fantastic. So, um, yeah, look up Picasso, all sorts. Of, God, nice to just, just an absolute who's who of the most amazing people of the last century. Okay, That's... what about you, Aid? <laughs> oh, it makes my answer seem a little bit thin. Um, I actually, uh, uh, good, good answer. I, I, I actually answered two. So I, I decided to deconstruct the question and cheat a little bit. Um, so I, I had a I nominated somebody for taking a candid portrait of me and somebody for taking a staged portrait of me. Mm. I'm afraid my candid one is a little bit obvious. Uh, <laughs> it's Bill Eggleston, um, and we've talked about Bill Eggleston on this part on this 
show before and you and I have been to see a show of his stuff and things like that. Um, uh, I know it's a, a, a fairly popular choice or populist choice, but it's still my choice. Uh, I love his photography. Um, my staged one is, uh, I don't know, maybe a, a little less uh, obvious. Um, it, and it's Tim Walker. Uh, and Tim Walker is a photographer who uh, he he does very large production um, kind of stuff. Um, you know, it, it's, it's similar in scale, I think, sometimes to the stuff that uh, Gregory Crudson does, but but does it with far more of a sort of uh, surrealistic angle to it. Um, uh, I guess the 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 photos that he that he, that he took that I, I first drew my attention uh, were photos of the Monty Python team, uh, where he had them um, sat with a white background in front of a yeah, behind a white table, but dressed up in in funny costumes and, and and often with lots of smoke around the place. And I think the one he took of Terry Jones, he sort of blacked out his face like he'd just been in a comic explosion, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with his hair all over the place and soot all over his face and stuff like that. Um, but he does a lot of things that you might call sort of Alice in Wonderland photography, uh, where you know m- um, models in in extraordinary dresses and uh, and in extraordinary scenes. Um, but he, he's taken his fair share of, of celebrity photographs as well. So you know, mentioned uh, you know, uh, Monty Python. There's some some stuff he took of Helena Bonham Carter, which is just awesome. Uh, and uh, what's the girl who played Hermione called? Uh, Emma. Ah, Emma Watson. Yes, Thank so you. he's taken her photograph as well, and so 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 um, you know it's 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 quite. Uh, uh, if you're talking about staged photographs, these are very, these these are staged from from concept through to to you know, to print. Uh, they're fantastic stuff. So those are my two two answers: Bill Eggleston and Tim Walker. Um, but uh, yeah, I like the uh, I like your choice. That's a, that's a good choice. And, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm I'm just looking at Tim Walker stuff now, and yeah, it's great. I I love it. The, um, as you said, a, a very, um, fantastical, um, uh, images. Um, but yeah, really, really cool stuff. Beautifully done, and the ideas and uh, the Alice in Wonderland stuff in particular, the way that he's got people positioned and sort of messed around with the depth and stuff like that. It's it's great. Uh, a lot of fun an awful lot of fun and also just beautifully lit as well i can see why that appeals to you because they're all so beautifully lit uh, yes yeah there, there there is that there is that too that that may, makes it but, but you see, yes fun is a good word for it yes fun and silly and high concept and uh and and very, you know, technically good as well so uh yeah, it's um, it's all all good stuff, all good stuff. So, uh, yeah, all right, okay. Well, there we go. Um, so another thing then from the Twitterverse, uh, to talk about. Uh, this one was more of a, I don't know if it's an argument or whether it's just a, a some outrage or, or or whatever it is. So, this relates to uh, a, a current indiegogo campaign so for those that don't know indiegogo uh think of it as a kind of european version of kickstarter um i think they're european anyway because they raise money in euros um as opposed to dollars uh and there is a uh, as we speak uh, a live indiegogo campaign uh called the future of film which sounds quite That's... positive if you yeah yeah i mean sounds certainly um, 
forward-looking, ambiguous, all sorts of things. Yes. <laughs> well, I yeah, so I, I don't know where I stand on this one, but maybe it may, maybe I do, maybe I don't. I don't know. But um, the 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 this came to my attention on Twitter because people started you know, commenting. You know, they ended up with a a, a a very negative stream of comments on this. Um, these are some people from Finland who are um, they they've they've started a campaign. Um, and they want to have a, a conference called the, the the Future of Film, and they're trying to get uh, film manufacturers uh, interested, as as well as you know leading photographers uh, and you know some internet celebrities uh, to try and get all of this stuff um, together into a conference to talk about the future of film, uh, and I think to try and influence the future of film as well. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's uh, it looks like it's coming from a you know a, a really uh, good place. They they have they have a good intent in mind. Um, sadly, the way the internet's interpreted it is that they say, well, you know, why would I pay money for that? Uh, this is not. Um, yeah, this this is not going to do anything, is it? And there's no product, and so what am I actually investing in? Um, uh, so uh, the, the cost, uh, the money that's raised would go to do things like uh, logistics for for this conference and and to pay appearance fees to all the right people, and I guess a lot of their travel expenses because it's taking place in Finland. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it's it's a good good old fashioned um, uh, internet outrage thing. Uh, people were reasonably uh, no, no, they weren't all reasonably polite. To be fair, <laughs> so just, just, um, and and the the other thing that was a a, a big downside to it is that. Um, they have um, it was picked up by a, a number of people that are in our film community, film shooting community on Twitter, that they had no women and that all the men were white um, uh, or almost all the men were white. And so there was a big uh, negative kickback on, on the fact that actually women shoot film, too, and this is not representative and, and so on and so forth. So uh, these guys with their Indiegogo campaign had a, a, a bit of a kick in from Twitter. Um, yeah. and, and their 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 revenues are down. I mean, they they you know they've only managed to get eighteen people to back the project so far. So. Yeah, I mean, I was unfamiliar with this until you put it in the show notes, um, and completely missed out on the, the Twitter outrage. So I, just, I wasn't sure what what aspect of it they were raging against when I um, when I saw the thing. Um, so, what are your thoughts on this aid on on this whole idea? Um, and and the issues that have been raised with that. So, tricky. Uh, it, it's it's tricky in some ways, yeah, to to keep a balanced mind on it. But it's it, it's not so tricky in other ways. I mean, I would say that on a personal level, I it holds no interest for me. So you know, uh, I I wouldn't want to. I mean, they 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 are going to to stream this conference, so you can you know you can watch it if you invest in it. But it but it has no interest in me. I mean, yeah, we've talked long and hard on this show about how you can't stop Fuji from killing off film. Right? Yeah. Yeah, ain't gonna happen. Uh, Kodak are gonna try and do their best, uh, and yeah, everybody else is trying to find their niche. Um, uh, and you know, if there was you know one company that actually was stable in the production of film right at this point in time, I'd say maybe Ilford. Ilford yeah. have already got the scale thing nailed. Uh, they found their niche. Uh, they're very popular, uh, and they make great product. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, but I can't see how bringing people together to talk about stuff is going to change things. Um, I, that, that's not 
that's not my, how my brain works. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know that I'm outraged about it, but I, I don't really see the point in it. I, I do see, uh, I, I do see the view um, that uh, about getting uh, more women involved, and uh, you know, it, it is an important thing. Um, you know, if you're going to build a community. Um, you know you, you need to make it representative and you need to make it diverse and and as you as you well know you and i have struggled uh i think you know to 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 really get you know as as many ladies as we would like onto the show uh and rachel's been on and she she's great and tina's you know been on she was great um uh, sarah yes of course yes but really is our list that much longer than that no it isn't it isn't and it's um absolutely a thing that because we started getting guests on towards the tail end of last year and by the time we got to christmas i think both you and i had already realized well hang on we've only had dudes on uh and and it's things and it's not just about well we want to have a mix of people because you know to to be um representing fairly the people who shoot um film but also it's like we want to get people on who are giving us an interesting look across all things, you know, different people from different backgrounds, whether it be they um, male, female, black, white, doesn't, you know, whatever thing may be, you want to have a mixture of people because everybody brings something different. And, um, you know, like I said, everybody that we've had on the show has been fantastic and had something interesting to say. Um, and it's always, Ah, it's always a worry because you feel like, oh well, you don't want to say, well, we we need to have women just because otherwise we're not being balanced. Like, well, no, we need to have women because they're doing awesome stuff. I we've always just looked for people doing awesome stuff. Um, I mean, there's not on this list of people doing the panels. It's not a long list anyway. Um, and I'm familiar with um, a, a few of the people on here and um, who they got on here. So. Uh, name wise obviously Bellamy Hunt I'm familiar with from Japan Camera Hunter um, uh, Hamish Gill from 35MMC obviously familiar with him um, Abe Fetic, who we spoke to uh, a few weeks ago with his Film Lab app um, but the other people on there I, I'm not particularly familiar with I suppose part of it is just the problem that the more prominent um, people within the community who are sort of organising communities are men um you know that's not there are so, certainly there are certainly more prominent men than there are prominent yeah. women yeah absolutely i mean for me when i looked at this i think there's a there's a couple of things that not that i have problems with because at the end of the day you know do what you want to do um and, and i do think that it would be great to try to have something that, that brought together the communities of film photography that are out there in the world and particularly on the internet because there's a few very strong communities um and with some of them there's good mixing with others and with other ones not so much you know like you know but you've got great communities like the emulsive community um like the guys at 35 mmc and what they're doing like bellamy hunt and then you've also got communities like the film photography project and all they built up there that's doing their stuff um and um the um the she shoots film community and all the various um other you know i know more are popping to my head than but there's quite a lot and it would be good to try and bring these groups 
together and get more cross-pollination because that would benefit everybody. Um, but this this idea, what they want to do with this, feels like, unfortunately, it's kind of ironic in a way because it's the opposite of what film photography needs to do to survive and go forward. You know, when Em was talking, he was saying about, well, you know, the, the, the manufacturers of film need to adjust to make things small and nimble and you know so that they can function without needing a lot of money and to be essentially an unknown element i mean I, i'm not familiar with the, the, the guy who's organizing this and and you know that's not saying much i'm unfamiliar with pretty much everybody but to then try and organize this um, as he calls it, the TED Talk of analog photography, which I suspect is probably an overused expression, the TED Talk of dot, dot, dot. Um, you know, this could be done. It, it's a good idea, but you don't have to, that doesn't have to be a thing that happens in a venue f for thousands of pounds to begin with. This can be a thing that gets started off on the far smaller scale. Um, and also the, the, the things that they're talking about, they're all valid things, but, um, I'm not sure. I think the, the the market, the audience that he's aiming at, I don't know. It 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 doesn't seem. It doesn't seem like they can answer the questions that they've got with the people that they've got there. They can have lots of opinions and lots of good ideas, but in the other than um, there's a guy from Adox there and a guy from Film Washi, which we've never talked about, but that's that paper roll film, which is very interesting. But you know, it's a a pretty niche thing, but there's nobody there from any of the larger players um and trying to get people to pay um how much are we looking at so 35 euros to be able to watch a live stream that's a lot of money to watch a live stream um and if you actually want to go to the event um it's 400 euros near enough um yeah, uh, it's it's a nice idea. I think that having something to bring the communities together and and make it a more focused voice is good. Um, a, it does not look so. This is going to be the thing that does it. So let's talk then about another fundraising uh, activity uh, that's alive at the moment. This time uh, for a product, and this is the Intrepid Eight by Ten camera. Oh, this is nice because this is this is going from one thing where it's a bit of a sad and unfortunate thing that's happened and it's not being a success to something that, that's an absolutely overwhelming and positive thing that is a complete success. Um, yeah, Intrepid are a British large format camera manufacturer. Uh, this is their second Kickstarter. Um, they made a 4x5 camera, I think a couple of years ago, um, which they kickstarted successfully. And I've certainly seen people on Instagram who've got them and they're using them and they're very fond of them. And this is an 8x10 camera now, as the name quite clearly indicates. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I think it's wonderful. I, I just, these small companies building these low-cost ways for people to try out a new form of photography and obviously low cost is a loaded term because it's large format photography it's 8 by 10 photography um but for 480 pounds you can get an 8 by 10 camera which is amazingly cheap um by any standard 
that is the cheapest way you are going to pick up an 8x10 camera. Even if you're buying secondhand and old, there's no no other way to get into the game for um, anything like that price. Um, just before we start waxing lyrical about this, just so I understand, <clears throat> because I think this is I think this is a great thing. It may not be my thing, but I think it is a great thing. When let's just just to be accurate though, when you say a large format camera, right? There is that that doesn't include a lens or or shutter mechanism or anything like that. You have to source that yeah. separately, and of course the shutter yeah. will be built into the lens. Um, so. Uh, and then at the back end of the camera you, you do get the ground glass don't you with yeah. this but you don't yeah. get any, but then you need film holders and stuff like that which so so yeah. wait just just so that people understand when they're listening to this that it, although technically it is called a camera it does not include all the things that you need to take photographs by a long shot no but i think um that's a, a usual sort of state of play for um large format it, oh yeah yeah you know i get i get that and and you can even you know there are rewards in this kickstarter which actually we include uh film holders um yes so. yeah you're absolutely right yeah and the lens is um yeah i mean obviously that is not an insignificant expense buying the lenses for these cameras um but there are lots of them out there and you know you can find that the the um the lens that suits the kind of photography that you want to do and things like that. But yes, I mean, that's obviously going to bump up the price considerably, but just to actually get a body with, um, all movement and stuff like that on it. Um, yeah, it's, um, and they, they look like really nice, well-made cameras. Um, and as I said, the ones that I've seen of the four by fives that people have had, um, have been very popular. I'm, I'm just, I, I love the fact that the way they've designed them is that they fold right down and you can just carry them in like a little suitcase kind of thing. They, they fold right down to make their own self-contained thing. Um, because they're all made of wood, they're not too heavy either. Um, I mean, I, I'm only just starting to get into four by five. So this is not a thing that I'm going to be looking at anytime soon. But that said, if I wanted to try 8x10, this would be absolutely the way I would go with it. Um, because they've got some sample images. Um, but to be honest, as with everything, from the sample images are a little bit kind of erroneous because it all depends on the lens you've got on there anyway. Yes. isn't included. Um, but yeah, really, really fun. Um, as, as we look at this now, the project has got 11 days left to run. So it'll probably be more like eight or nine days left by the time people hear this. They hear it when it first comes out. And they were looking to raise um, £18,000, um, which is an incredibly small amount to be looking for. And they've currently raised 153000 Um That's 342 backers, which is great. Also, I love the fact that... Um, if you pledge six pounds, you just get a pin or a patch. Okay, <laughs> sixty people have chosen to do that. Sixty people. Oh yeah, I just want to have a, 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 a patch. Thanks. I, I want to support you. I can't afford a camera, but um, I would love to get a patch or a pin. I think that's great. Um, and, and we've talked a lot about with Kickstarter's going on how we've been surprised by how popular niche Kickstarters have been, um, like the the daylight developing lab and stuff like that and here's another one you know we're talking about um 
eight by 10 photography uh, and at high cost. And so you know, for £560, you get an eight by 10 camera and two film holders um, and you still need to buy the lens for that. So it's a lot of money and 80 people have, have backed that. Um, so... That, you know. that looks to be the sweet spot that people have found in this in, in this reward scheme, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, it does. It's great. Um, I really look forward to seeing the cameras out in the wild and seeing how much fun people have with them. But they look great. They look really great. Well, so I'd love to speak to the guys from Intrepid at some point. If anybody knows them, um, point them in our direction because uh, yeah, it'd be great to talk to them about what they're doing down there. It would. It would indeed. And uh, and uh, yeah, I, good luck. Not that you need it because you're well oversubscribed. But good luck with the whole of the delivery side of the project. Yeah, absolutely. Now you've just got to make the darn things. <laughs> this, I think, is is one of the parts of the show that I actually like most. Uh, that uh, is, that's. Uh, makes any sense at all uh not just because we call it the shout at piece of the show <laughs> you know and who likes a chance to shout everybody likes a chance to shout uh but because uh we get to keep in touch with all our buddies so uh graham who has been emailing us this week oh we've had a few good emails this week the first one is from our good friend neil piper who joined us at the film photography show not that long ago um and uh Neil, I'm going to have to briefly edit Neil's email. Um, it says, hey, guys, you're always whinging that you don't get enough emails. So heck it. It's your birthday soon, isn't it? <laughs> he no, didn't it write heck it. No, he didn't write heck it. Did you, did you know, birthday. right? Did you know, just as a slide to side, that heck is where you go if you don't believe in gosh? <laughs> good, good. No, that's, well. that's, that's, that's actually accurate and historically factual. So these are Victorian... Um, euphemisms. Thank you. There we go. These ah. are Vic, these are British Victorian euphemisms, and heck is where you go if you don't believe in gosh. Oh, that's a very. I mean, good. Well, I've learned something today. There you go, guys. If you take nothing away from this podcast, which you probably won't, at least you've learned that heck is where you go to if you don't believe in gosh. <laughs> that's good. I like that fact. Anyway, um, so Neil sent me. Uh, a link to an emulsive article and also a Kickstarter project. So this one is a little bit old. I think this one um, perhaps came and went before we kicked the, the podcast off, but it's still an interesting one. Um, so I'll just go over it very quickly. It's the Mercury um, Mercury sort of universal camera system. And what this is, it's a modular system which you can kind of used to slam together any combination of lenses and backs to do anything um it, i have very quickly had a look at it it seems almost amazingly confusing in the sense that you do seem to be able to do all sorts of things with it um it was done uh let's go and find when the original um project was kicked off 2012 um, i think 2012 so yeah. Oh, so man. yeah and i think looking at it um they are just getting to the point now where stuff is going to be coming out um 
so that's actually really good timing. Um, so if anybody backed this back in 2012, it looks like you'll be getting your stuff fairly soon. Um, Maybe so not you, 2012. That seems like a very long time ago, doesn't it? But okay. It, it does seem like a, a very long time ago. Yeah, that seemed like it might be. Uh, oh, yeah, no, you're way off, Aid. It was, it was um, oh, June 4th last year. So it was just as we kicked oh, off. Oh, yeah, okay. Sorry, I don't know where I got 2012. I must have misread something. Yeah, clearly, clearly. Um, so, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, sounds really interesting um i would be very interested if any of our listeners had backed this last year and they had 212 backers so there's a reasonable chance maybe somebody did um i'd really like to hear about this because it it looks like a fascinating way of putting together lenses with all sorts of different backs from um, medium format to large format to instax backs to impossible backs um all sorts of stuff you can do with it and um uh, yeah, I, I need to spend more time looking at it to actually figure out how it all works. But it looks like it makes the Bronica and other um, modular systems look incredibly simple by comparison. And uh, when we were talking about with the Intrepid that you know you don't get the lens or the um, uh, film um, holders with this, I think with this you can't you don't get almost anything with it. You have to bring everything to it, but it all somehow lets you jam one thing onto the other thing, and I, I love it. It's my kind of Heath Robinson thing. So, um, oh well, uh, yeah, I'd never heard of this before. It looks quite, it looks like good fun. Yeah, no, it absolutely does. It absolutely and, does. Uh, and uh, yeah, or the, 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 just when you say, I think when I think about how many different ways there are to fail to take a photograph with a Bronica. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> like I, I do, I do question my ability to use a camera such as this. Yeah, know, with, yeah. with with all of that uh, capability, often comes complexity, and uh, we're a long way from the point and shoot you were asking me to buy at the beginning of the show. <laughs> <laughs> we are a very, very long way from there. Yeah, we've gone full circle, and we come, come well, not full circle, full straight line directly away. Ending up at eight by ten, and and this, uh, as Neil called it, Franken camera. Okay, um, well, you know, you know, listening to the sunny 16 podcast you do get the full spectrum of analog photography you certainly do Actually, you that's certainly not even do. true in the slightest is it <laughs> but no, no, I, th I think we've done pretty well today we've done solography large format we've done all sorts of stuff today we're covering the bases yeah um, okay fair point yeah fair point uh next email is uh titled another canadian hurrah for canadia this is from um john roberts who says hello aiden graham just wanted to say hello and inform you that you have another listener from canada to be precise, I live on the wet coast in Vancouver, British Columbia. Columbia. Yes, the wet <laughs> the coast. The wet coast, British Columbo. <laughs> British Columbia, yes. Uh, one more thing. Um, uh, the wet coast, no, this, it does say the wet coast, this year more so than others. We've had so much rain that in some areas of the province are experiencing the highest levels on the rivers and lakes ever recorded. Um I am a regular listener of podcasts. I listened to FPP PD exposures when they were making new ones and came across our podcast via Instagram a month or so ago and downloaded a selection of the old podcasts and new ones. And I have to say I am hooked and now am I working my way through all the previous episodes. Good grief. Good luck with that. Good man. Yes. Well, thank you. Um, welcome. Yes, I work in a pro camera shop where over the years I have a finely tuned obsession with pretty cameras and lenses and have always had an appreciation for film cameras and lenses. I have a large collection of them now. I call them my shinies. Thanks, precious. I have an understanding wife, which is an essential with this hobby, who has allowed me to even pick up my own fridge for my film and has even helped stock it 
with free good-to-home film collections she has found on Craigslist. Oh, wow. She, that, that's a keeper. Do not let her escape if she is actively encouraging this habit. Um, you can see my photography at flickr.com forward slash jrphotographybc where you will see a mix of 35mm, medium format, and large format. Um, uh, keep up the podcast, and I look forward to seeing new ones to pop up to help me pass my hour-long commute to and from work. Oof, that's that's a long commute. Um, and that's from John, <laughs> and I, I'm just clicking through that. Um, I suppose your commute's about that long, isn't it? Yeah, so, my yeah. commute's twice that long. Uh, but there you um, go. Uh, yeah. There we go. Oh yes, just look. Just looking at John's uh, Flickr feed just now. Actually, yes, he's got some lovely photos on there. Yeah, he has got some really nice stuff on there, hasn't some, he? Some be- of, beautiful cameras. <laughs> some, and lots of nice um, flower photos as well. Oh, he's got a Fuji GW six ninety. I'm quite envious of that. Yeah, real nice mix of stuff. I like. I like the stuff. Um, cool. God, he has got some. He's got God. some quite clever cameras there he's hasn't got, he he's got the fuji g is that the camera he owns is he uh no, he works he, in the shop doesn't he yeah he doesn't I know, that, i'd be me. surprised if he owned uh yeah i'd be surprised if he owned everything that's on, that's on here especially that new fuji medium format digital camera and all the lenses I mean, I'd yeah, be very well, you, envious if he did, but you never know. He might be a secret billionaire like M. You know, you just never know. The world's got more secret billionaires in than you realise. I um, suppose so. Yeah, and they all need to start sending us money. Um, <laughs> the last email is from Luke Banfield, and this one's hot off the press because this one just came in um, early this morning. I think. Hi, Graham and Aid. I've been meaning to drop you a line for some time now as I came across your podcast back at the start of the year when I decided it was high time I gave analog photography a go. Good for you, Luke. Um, I've been working my way through the back catalogue and I'm now up to episode 36. Can you remember episode 36? <laughs> what are we doing on episode I can't 36? remember episode 52. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I'll be caught up in a couple of months and with you live so look forward to this email reading in a couple of months Luke Um, I'm an expat pom living in Sydney Australia and for work I make videos um, direct shoot edit colour grade etc great he can come over and make my kids video as well Um, might be a bit of a (laughs) trick for him the DSLR revolution of the video world that started with the Canon 5D Mark II when HD video became affordable, came to affordable full-frame cameras changed my working world enormously and I've been hands-on with still cameras ever since, but mostly in video mode. A few years ago, I bought a set of Canon FD primes to use on my Sony A7S in hope of getting a nicer look for my video work, but the additional benefit was the occasional stills I took also looked more pleasing with less of the super sharp and flat digital look to them. Flash forward to January this year, and I picked up a Canon AE-1 to put on the back of all those lenses I have. It's been great fun so far. The unfortunate side effect of discovering your podcast is I now have a serious gas, or I now have serious gas, um, which is unfortunate for him. Oh, hang on. (laughs) Gear acquisition syndrome. I think that's a a good FPP term um, that I've certainly had before. Uh, And at last count, my camera collection has swelled to nine in just a few months. Yes, that's good. Including three Holgers. Aid, that's definitely your fault. Yes, yes. Well, so the thing is, is three Holgers really count only as one. So keep buying. (laughs) 
<laughs> Anywho, I just wanted to say thanks to both of you for all the work you put into the podcast. It must be strange not knowing who's listening uh, because people like me keep meaning to drop you a line and never get around to it. But I know another couple of guys out here who are regular listeners and also love it. So please keep up the excellent work. Happy snapping, Luke Banfield. Um, thank you so much, Luke. That's our first Australian email. Um, so that takes us up to one from Australasia. Um, uh, <laughs> Luke is at this underscore. I'm going to assume that's supposed to be analog underscore life, although there's no L in analog. Try it with both. It might be analog life <laughs> on Instagram um, uh, for his uh, film work and at Luke Banfield. Uh, on instagram for his general stuff and also he's got a website the visual asylum or i think he's got a lot more of his video stuff on there um that's really nice no luke's absolutely right it's lovely to hear from you guys um it doesn't have to i mean it's great having questions when you've got questions about stuff or when you want to point us towards new stuff we might not have seen but um just getting in touch to say i this is who I am and this is what I'm doing. I love hearing that. I always love hearing that. Um, what people are getting up to, what they're shooting, what they're doing all around the world. It's ace, isn't it, Aid? It is. It is. And uh, yes, yes. Keep them coming. Thank you. Stuff, the stuff of life. The reason we do it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And we'll be having our big um, conference uh, at the end of the year. So we'll need you all to support us for that. So, you know. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think we should have it in Greenland. <laughs> what's the most remote destination we can pick to try and get people to (laughs) (laughs) okay moving swiftly on right a couple of uh points to note really or 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 a couple of quick shout outs more um first uh ilford photo uh you know beloved makers of ilford films uh they've uh, redone their website in the last week or so uh relaunched it completely and it now comes full with uh tutorials on how to get started shooting film which lead to youtube videos they've done and stuff like that and uh yeah really quite a, a big you know ground upwards uh revamp of the photo of the website sorry so uh ilfordphoto.com is the website uh, go have a look at that uh yeah th- yeah yeah so have you ha- have you seen it i had a very quick look at it it looks great i i really like the fact that ilford have very smartly looked at what's going on and realized oh we can't just be a, um somebody making stuff and putting it out there we need to engage more with our audience and they i think they've maybe had a look at some of the stuff that lamography is doing and realized that there is a desire to shoot film by people who might not have ever shot film before and they're putting up resources there which would be really helpful for people who are coming to it for the first time i i think it's a really great move by alfred i'm a, a big fan it looks really nice and they've got loads of cool stuff on there so awesome yeah. all around awesome yeah and it's good good to see the community aspect of it as well they're starting yeah. to build excellent well well done ilford we will keep buying your films uh, another one which uh, it might provide some interesting reading for our listeners uh, this was brought to my attention uh, by uh, one of our listeners uh, a lady called Rianne who on Twitter is at for the distracted uh, but the distracted and doesn't have an E in it uh, probably easier to, to, to find uh, Rianne is at her website which is for the easily distracted dot com uh, slash blog if you want to read the blog entries and uh, you yeah, know the thing that she uh, the thing that uh, came up 
uh, on my radar, uh, apart from the fact that uh, Rianne has a you know, whole website and she writes for online magazines and things like that, is that she had a, a, a blog post called 49 Film Photography Blogs Worth Following. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And uh, and that was a link actually out to to elsewhere. So here, here's another one. This is a chap called Jim Gray. So it's jimgray.net. J i m g r e y dot net. Uh, and uh, on his blog, he does indeed have a post uh, from last month uh, on uh, which he's refreshed, which is his list of film photography blogs worth following. Some of them you might have heard of. You might have heard of Japan Camera Hunter. <laughs> You might have heard of the Film Photography Project. Um, some were absolutely uh, new to me. Uh, so let's uh, pick picking one at uh, random. Um, canny cameras, gear reviews and photographs. This site explained why the Lomography 110 film I use sometimes leaves light spots on some images. Okay, cool. Um, uh, Filmosaur, <laughs> a Luddite not opposed to technology. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, generally speaking, uh, quite a good, if you end up, uh, I think, uh, quite a good little resource there, a good little li- list if you end up with yeah. a couple of hours to spend uh, reading stuff. So, yeah, little little Black Star, Eric's blog's on there. Oh, that's okay. All right, I hadn't spotted that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, so it is. Yes, okay. Good, yes. Well, okay, That that's, yeah, do you know what? That's why I didn't recognise it, because I know him as Load Film in Subdued Light. He does. He does have a problem with his branding, doesn't he? He's, you need you sort it out, Eric. Sort it out. <laughs> that wasn't where I was going. That actually, it was. Okay. I think you were trying to throw him under the bus, and I just drove the bus for you. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was all you. <laughs> Sorry, all right. Eric. All right, last shout out then. A uh, little bit and a little bit of a call to action. This one. So um, uh, we have here um, uh, an event being organised by somebody who I can only describe as one of our keenest listeners. Uh, this is Martin Smith, uh, known on Twitter as at Western Thirty, um, uh, and I, I know that uh, he is one of our listeners. That if he doesn't get the podcast on Thursday morning for his commute to work, then um, uh, that causes him some psychological difficulties. I think. <laughs> Anyway, he and another of our listeners, Sandeep, are organising a photo walk. Now, this is really only going to be of interest to people who can get to London for the day. Um, But they they are organising a London photo walk on the 24th of June, which, as we record that, is a week on Saturday. So as this goes out, will still be a week on Saturday. Um, So uh, have I got that right? Yeah, I've got that right. So a week on Saturday, the 24th of June. Uh, 2017 uh, there is a London photo walk and uh, where you need to go uh, to get information on this it best place to start is it's on Twitter and uh, search for Western 30 that's W-S-W-E-S-T-E-N 30 and that will get you Martin's Twitter feed and uh, on Martin's Twitter feed, there, are, there is a pinned tweet at the top of his feed at the moment about this photo walk. So uh, get on to that. Um, I'm going. Uh, it's going to be good fun. Uh, Graham, I think you've got uh, other commitments that's going to stop you from doing that. Is that right? Regrettably, yes. So, uh, yeah. So um, anybody who wants to meet the slightly more sensible half of the Sunny 16 podcast team. Is shit out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> by proving my point right 
<laughs> but uh, for those of you who can make it, it'd be great to see you. Um, I know that um, uh, Martin and Sandeep have got uh, an interesting uh, route lined up for this walk, which takes on some of the, um, it starts in some of the, the very touristy areas, but moves into some of the more sort of, you know, uh, culturally upbeat areas around markets and things like that. So um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to meeting a few people who I know are listeners who I've never met face to face before. And, um, you know, that's going to be good fun. Sounds awesome. I'm quite sad that I can't go. <laughs> ah, well, another time. There, there'll, there'll be others. There'll be others, I'm sure. Uh, like our Greenland conference, for example. Yeah, everyone will be at the Greenland conference. Yeah, yeah, clearly. So, uh, all right, I think that probably brings us to the end of the show, doesn't it? Uh, let's uh, let's do that thing that I always struggle with every week, which is to sign out. Um, you can get in touch with us uh at sunny 16 podcast on instagram on twitter on Flickr, and of course uh, getting more and more popular and i'm very very pleased about that the sunny 16 podcast at gmail.com email account uh and uh, yeah we're always glad to hear from you as graham's just said and uh you know keep keeps us buzzing uh, keeps us uh, uh alive and keen to do more um we'd like to say thanks every week to chris uh, pixelated photographer for hosting the podcast uh to bill for the show notes let's just keep going just uh, let's say thanks to bill for being just great bill you're you're bill you're just thanks and uh and of course our music is uh provided by rocker uh rachel's band um please go check out their album promises i should have kept uh which is available on amazon or itunes um, and uh, we will now play you out with some more of their music. So uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> That's a long one to make up for, you know, having to dash out last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, M doesn't do that anywhere near as well as you do. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's all about the training that I put in. 